It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, get your brooms out because this is a special sweep edition. But first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Once again, make, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for making us your first watch. Uh, on the, today's episode or this late night episode of wherever you're watching this or listening to this, we're going to be talking about the Lightning finishing off the Florida Panthers, a 2-0 series clinching win in Game 4. Lightning sweep the Panthers to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they will await the winner of the New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes. So talking about last night's game, and I tweeted this out before the game, and it, it, if you've been watching this team long enough, you, you kind of just know by now. Uh, I tweeted out, so there's no way that the Panthers scored tonight, right? And I say that because Andre Vasilevsky in big situations like this, in serious clinching games like this, has been almost nearly impossible to get by. Uh, he that's this is his sixth career playoff shutout, and he is not anywhere near done doing the things that he has been doing. And and really last night, and and I've I've, I've kind of spoken about this throughout the course of the playoffs. I spoke about it on the last pod, but I I spoke about how Vasilevsky, and that was one of the things that was sort of alarming with him throughout the regular season was that. Uh, throughout this playoffs, you, you've seen him very relaxed. As the games go on, there hasn't been a lot of frantic sequences uh, from him, not a lot of, of, of opportunities for the opposing team where they catch him out of position. Uh, there's not a lot of opportunities for rebounds, off shots. Uh, Basileski has, has been pretty much a vacuum this entire time. Uh, he, you, you could see him, especially in those, those chances down in front where he, he, he almost looks like this is just practice for him, uh, which is a scary thing for opposing teams. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that this team as a whole has been doing such a good job of limiting the high danger chances. Uh, we saw during the regular season in which this team struggled with with a lot of the traffic that was created down in front for Vasilevsky. We saw them uh, just at times throw their hands up in the air and not know what to do. And, and Vasilevsky, more times than not, be left out to dry. But what 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 I've spoken about on the last couple of shows, and and it's it's, I mean, it's evident now that this team has just been playing. This is the best hockey this team has played all season long. And and I said. To a certain degree, I'm almost surprised because this team over the last two years, you don't see this level of play from the Tampa Bay Lightning unless it's the Stanley Cup final. And the fact that this team has hypothetically two more rounds to go 
eight more wins before they could call themselves a three-time defending Stanley Cup champion. It's a little scary, and, and, you know, because at the same time, you know, as much as we're we're happy and we're excited about what this team has accomplished and and how well they are playing, you don't want them to burn out too quickly. Uh, you know, a, a team can only play this well for a certain amount of time. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We're just going to celebrate uh, the Lightning sweeping their their in-state and division rivals, uh, um, in which was a, a really fantastic series. And, and a series that really came down to it wasn't offense. It was defense. It was the Lightning doing the right things at the right time. And the one thing that has stuck out to me over the course of this series, at least, and that really what it comes down to is one of the reason, reasons why the Lightning have been a successful franchise over the last couple of years, and that's their ability to clog up the passing lanes. You saw in this game, 18 blocks for the Lightning. And that goes hand in hand with what Vasilevsky is doing. Uh, Vasilevsky is one of those one of those goaltenders where uh, he's he is more susceptible to to really bad goals if he's just standing around doing nothing. Um, but if he if he gets a couple of shots here and there, they'll build up the confidence. They'll they'll just build up a lot of things. He'll get hot real quick. But you don't want him to get shots repeatedly over and over again hit at him. Uh, in succession and because that will leave a goaltender open to being overwhelmed. And, and then that obviously leads to bad goals and, and a lot of goals within a short period of time, 49 saves last night. Uh, like I said, that is a lot of shots. I mean, looking at that, that that's a facing almost 50 shots is a lot, but at the same time um, when it's spread out through the course of a game, uh, that is manageable, even for a goaltender like Vasilevsky. But, yeah, a, a large part of that has to do with the Lightning's ability to block shots. Um, obviously, this game was, you could tell, it was a lot more physical. It was a lot more defensive-minded. I spoke about it in the previous episode that really the, the, the Panthers were going to come out and try and overwhelm the Lightning early on, and we did see that. They had almost, I, I would say probably, let's, let's look at the shots right now, but the light, uh, the lightning didn't even hit the double-digit shot mark until I believe uh, midway through the second period, which was wild to think about. The lightning only had three shots on net uh, in the first period, as opposed to Florida's eighteen, and then the lightning kind of ramped up that number uh, in the second period, had twelve, and then had eleven. Uh, the lightning and, and someone reached out to me during the game, and and they said aren't you a little concerned that, you know, the Lightning only have three shots and or they're just taking so many few chances? And I said, really what it comes down to is that this game isn't about what the Lightning do. This is, this is more so about what the Panthers were going to do and if the, the Lightning were able to weather the storm uh, because, you know, the, the, the intensity level – the energy that the Panthers were bringing for the first 60 minutes, uh, that's not sustainable. Um, well, for the first 40 minutes, excuse me. that That's not something that is sustainable just because this team, they they 
they had some good chances to score, but at the same time, they you know the the more so the more you don't are able to cash in on that, uh, the more frustrated your team's gonna get, and you're just gonna try and force anything. And, and then those 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 shots that they were shooting at Vasilevsky here and there, those weren't good chances. At that point, you're just throwing anything towards the net to see if anything will work. But on the other side of that, like I said, uh, the Lightning's ability to clog up the shooting lanes, their ability to to not get sucked into the stupid penalties, which we saw they did a very good job of for the most part in this game. Um, you know, it, this was really a perfectly well-managed game by John Cooper and, and co., as well as this veteran group of Lightning players. Like I said, it, it really came down to more could the were the lightning going to be able to handle the 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 onslaught of of attack and and physical play that the panthers were going to throw their way because they were they're a desperate team they were backed into a corner and and the lightning had nothing to lose in this situation um other than the 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 series getting extended to game 5 uh so they did a very good job of playing with the, well within themselves and and that is that just shows how ready this team is and how close they are to, to achieving a third straight Stanley Cup championship. So we're going to talk more about this game as well as what lies ahead for the Tampa Bay Lightning in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about our first and only sponsor of the day, and that is Built Bar. Now, these 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 Lightning games are going to be late. They're going to be long in terms of uh, the how long these games take, you know, whether it's a penalty field game and you definitely want to have some snacks and refreshments around you uh, while you're watching these games. And there's nothing, especially with summer right around the corner, there's nothing better and healthier and better tasting that I could think of to, to eat during these lightning games than built bar. Well, built bar, they only have 140 calories, 17 grams of protein and only seven grams of sugar. And the best part is that they have all different flavors. You could either pick three just to start off, or you could just mix and match. So you could try all the flavors. Uh, they also are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. Go to built.com, get that, get get a, get all your favorite flavors, or try any of the flavors that you may like. Uh, now go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get that 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So if you're watching us on YouTube, you're staying right here. If you're listening to us on an audio platform, you're coming back from the break. Uh, and just a reminder, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast and follow us wherever podcasts are distributed. Uh, go ahead and follow us on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram and go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank. That's D E N K Y D eight N K. I love hearing from all of you. I, the, the enthusiasm around, uh, this podcast has been absolutely nuts. Uh, the support you guys have given us on our YouTube page as well. If you haven't already go ahead and like and subscribe to that. Subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, drop a like, drop a comment, ask questions about who, you know, about about the lighting, who we think it, we're, we're still going to be doing our locked on lift segment. So make an eye, uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, what a fantastic game from the lightning. It was a little frustrating at first. And, and I tweeted out that the fix was in because at the same time, 
you know, you kind of figured that Vasilevsky was going to show up and, and do his thing, which we're so accustomed to him doing in the, in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You kind of figured, and, and I'm not so much accusing the league or the refs, but this was, for the most part, not an exciting series. If you're looking at it from, from someone, we're going to put on our, our Gary Bettman hat right now, but this was this is the kind of series that you have the and just in general with the playoffs let me backtrack so with the playoffs obviously the the, the league has has sponsorship deals they have TV deals they want to stretch they want all these series whether you know you, if you ask any official or executive in this in the NHL they will they will maybe not give you this answer but you know in the back of their minds this is what they're thinking they want every series. Every series is a playoffs to go seven because the longer the series are, the longer the playoffs stays on for, the more money the league makes. And especially when you have two big rivalries going on, uh, the Battle of Alberta with Calgary and Edmonton, and then also the, the, the Battle of the Sunshine State with, of course, Florida and Tampa. You want those series to be crazy. You want them to, to be go seven games. And obviously that didn't happen. And part of that has to do with just the Panthers are burnt out. And we've seen this from almost every President's Trophy winning team. Lightning included uh, a couple of years ago in 2019, getting swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets after winning the President's Trophy. Uh, it's just to, it, that's, to play at that level all season long and then to go in the regular season, uh, go into the playoffs, and, and be expected to win the Stanley Cup, it's nearly impossible. Your team gets burnt out, and, and you you saw it here. This this Florida Panthers team was, for the most part, a shell of themselves. You, I, I honestly expected more, and, and I'm not going to sit here and bash the Florida Panthers. I know as much as one would like to, given the, the rivalry between the two teams. Uh, and, and, you know, I was talking with Locked On Panthers host last night, Armando Velez and I was telling him we were going back and forth just talking about the series and and, and I was telling him I said listen you know I mean you, you look at every team that has won this won the President's Trophy except for those I believe it was 2013-2014 Chicago Blackhawks um, those teams are just you know it takes a special kind of team to be at the top of the mount of the NHL mountain during the regular season and be able to carry that over and and guys just Guys just can't play at that level for that long of time. Through an 82-game season, as well as now in today's world with everything with COVID and, and just everything that that involves, and, and you know, it's just not feasible. And, and, and I've and we've spoken about it here on this pod, but when the Lightning were in a position or at, at one point during the regular season were in the, the President's Trophy conversation, um, it's it's not a trophy that's worth it, uh, especially when 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 there's other trophies to be won. I mean, that's why this 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 Lightning team is so great. I mean, their their mentality, especially with with individual awards, is that uh, you know any any time, especially over the last couple of years, when you have Hedman and Vasilevsky uh, missing out on awards, you, there's the mentality is there's always a bigger the there's only one trophy that counts, and I think that. Oftentimes, teams during the regular season, 
that are in the President's Trophy race, um, they get caught in the height and uh, that in the allure that that is the President's Trophy, which I don't understand why. I mean, I, I'm sure if you were going to ask a fan of any team now, would you rather set the NHL record for most points in a season, or would you rather win a Stanley Cup? And I think that the answer is not not only logical, but but easy to answer there. But yeah, I, I mean, fantastic series from the Panthers. They 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 were just one of those teams where they just didn't have it. Their time will come, unfortunately, in a couple of years. They're one of those teams that are just so good. They have a lot of good players. Um, I I think at one point you'll kind of start to see the shift in power in the NHL. You know, as much as and I, and I told Armando Velez this, as much as we would love to see the Lightning win the Stanley Cup every year, I mean, it's just not sustainable. If they win three, and then if if they if they win this year, and then they win next year, that's great. Uh, and, and winning five in a row would be absolutely insane. Um, we might just need to do a 24-hour live show at that point. But I just I just think that this team is too good to, to for this to be the height of their success. Um, they have a lot of good young players that are going to be there for a very long time. And you're going to see a different Panthers team next year in terms of how they pace themselves. I think also it had to do with maybe the coaching. I, I know that uh, if you're not aware, uh, their original head coach to start the season was Joseph Quinville uh, with everything that went on with the with the Blackhawks organization back in the day with that that whole scandal that we, we don't need to get into. Uh, he was, I guess – off the top of my head, I don't remember or not he was involved or aware at, in, at some capacity and failed to report it. And then that's why he stepped down uh, with the Panthers organization. The backup, uh, the, the assistant coach or the coach that was hired with them, he's been he's done a very good job this year. It still takes a, a coach to, to be able to navigate a team through an 82-game season, a very good coach, especially when winning a, uh, a President's Trophy. So, um there is some talk I've heard that he he might be the coach, he might be the guy there next year, or we might see somebody else. But I don't know. I, I just think that this this Panthers team, um, they're very good. So, you know, tip of the cap to them. But you know what? They just didn't have it in the playoffs. And they ran into a team who has been here many times, who knows how to get the job done. And and uh, we'll, we'll definitely be seeing them in the playoffs uh, over the next couple of years. So not to worry if you if you need to get more of your fix of that of the battle of sunshine state so looking ahead in the playoffs now we're gonna have to wait on the the rangers and the hurricanes and looking at this series uh we're not going to talk too much about them but we we already we already pointed out who we want on the social media page we want carolina just because in my opinion, I feel like there's two things that come into play with this, and we'll talk more about it to end the show. But the two things that come into play with this is that I think, you know, regardless of what you think about about Carolina in terms of how the Lightning matched up with them during the regular season, I just think that the Lightning are more familiar with this team. They play them better. Uh the lightning played against them last year in the playoffs. So there's, there's also that level of familiarity as well. The, on the other side of that, I, I think also with the hurricanes, their goalie situation is, is iffy. 
Uh, it's good enough for them to get to this round, of course, but um, in a seven-game series against Andre Vasilevsky and Co., I think that's a better matchup rather than facing Igor Shosturkin and, and this young, spunky Rangers team. who They're, they're one of those teams that are a wild card. Uh, I still think, regardless of either team, the Lightning face in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think that the Lightning have the same equal percentage of of chance of winning. But um, I, I just think that when it comes down to it, is that I think that, you know, especially with the regular season, uh, what happened then, uh, the Lightning struggled immensely against the Rangers. Uh, but, you know, we're in a different stage of the year now, so things might be different. But uh, right now, if, if you're asking me right now who, who I want the Lightning to play, it'll be Carolina. And currently, right now, as I record this episode on Tuesday night, the Rangers are up 2 nothing in Game 3. Uh, game 4, excuse me. So, uh, I guess, you know, we're, we're going to see a long series here. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised this series seven so we'll talk more about this in just a little bit but first for those of you on the audio platform you're going to take a little break gil martin here host of the locked on nhl podcast join me every monday for the three biggest stories from across the nhl including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league check out the locked on nhl podcast every monday available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, you're staying with us right now, and then the people uh, who are listening to us on the audio platform, you're back right now. So we're wrapping up the show real quick, um, talking about this Rangers-Hurricane series, because yes, the Lightning will have to play one or two, one of these two teams. I We're, we're, we're going to watch later tonight, and I'll talk about it on tomorrow's pod, what I saw from these two teams, but... I I just feel like I said, I think that the Hurricanes are a better matchup. I just think in terms of the goalie situation right now, and, and I know Igor Shosturkin hasn't looked incredibly stellar throughout this playoffs, but he is one of those goaltenders, judging from what he did during the regular season, I would rather take uh, my chances with the Hurricanes and their goalie situation there. But uh in the meantime, the Lightning will be able to rest up, which I think is fantastic, uh, getting this series done early, uh, just because the way this team has played, uh, blocking shots, clogging the shooting lanes, doing a fantastic job. Uh, this whole series, especially with the Maple Leaf series prior, uh, this team is beat up, so they're going to be able to relax for a couple of days, and then they'll be back on the, on the ice, uh, I think, probably, I would say, maybe Thursday. Or, or Wednesday, I would, I, I think uh, John Cooper had them on the ice today, or no, he had them on, he's going to have them on the ice Wednesday. So uh, that's at least, you know, they're, I think, but it, I think it will be involved. It'll be voluntary. So you know, not everybody will show up, but guys will still show up for treatment if they need it. Uh, guys like Steven Stamkos, who blocked a ton of shots, guys like Brandon Hagel, uh, Corey Perry, who got hit in the head by his own puck, uh, Nick Paul, who was laboring, in game three, we spoke about that. Uh, and I'm sure there's injuries that guys are going through right now uh, that we're not even aware of uh, that definitely need to be attended to. So this is, you know, as much as I'm a little bit hesitant about wrapping series up, unless it's the Stanley Cup final, fast just because you don't want to be sitting around for three, four, five days um, and then having to jump into a thick of a series against a team who's really hot uh, I think right now at this point in time, the way this team is playing, um, I, I think this is the best thing for them. I think going into the next series in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think just 
unless this series is wrapped up, unless the, the Hurricanes win tonight somehow and then they wrap up uh, game five, I, I think that you're going to see a little bit of rust from this Lightning team in the opening uh, period or so just because that's just what comes in with 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 being on the couch that long uh we we've spoken about uh we've spoken about practice how you can't really simulate game speed that well especially because you're not going 100 miles per hour against your own guys but uh great series from the lightning great game on game four uh from the lightning this this team is playing spectacular in all facets of the game and now they get to relax and, and watch these two teams beat up on each other in the next couple of days. And we will talk about it on the next pod and the next pod until we finally have an opponent and, and maybe some of the matchups that we'll see uh, in the upcoming Eastern Conference Finals. So that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Thanker. I'll talk to you in the next one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.